And welcome to Stacey Gets Rich, the podcast where I talk to entrepreneurs, business people, and successful humans who have made a life or career pivot and live to tell the tale. I am your host, Stacey McGonigal. I am so glad that you're here. Welcome, friend. Welcome. How have you been? How was your week? I hope it was well. I hope it was good. I will tell you first and foremost, I was in a bit of a rut. You know, uh, this podcast is all about full transparency. You know, welcome to the life. Here we are. Um, yeah, I was kind of going through it. You know, uh, we'll get into it in a sec, but, you know, we'll unpack the week and then we'll get into my lovely conversation with Victoria Cubbin, who is an illustrator, graphic designer, the web designer of my dreams. She created my website, Stacy Gets Rich. And we talk about taking your shit seriously. She isn't, I mean, she didn't say it like that. She's like way classier than me and, and you soon will have a new internet best friend, but we just talk about, um, you know, setting yourself up for success and she has incredible resources and we unpack, you know, her being a type A personality, me wanting to be, <laughs> um, and it's really great. Uh, she's doing amazing stuff um, with uh, Creative Women, which is on Instagram that you can follow. And it features, it's an Instagram that features amazing artists and creators. And there's a lot of things happening for Creative Women. I'm excited for her. Um, and you must follow. All the links are down below. So first of all, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast, who has watched the podcast, um, who has watched the Stacey Gets Rich series. If you're new to this episode, Stacey Gets Rich is an all-encompassing, I was going to say beast, but she's not a beast. She's just an all-encompassing thing. That I think beast would have sounded better, but let's move on from that self-judgment. But as Stacey Gets Rich, if you are unaware is also my digital series where I am trying every get rich quick scheme on the internet so you don't have to. So I tell you what works, what doesn't, where you can make some uh, extra money if you're in the market for some more money. And um, and you can watch that at youtube.com slash Stacey McGonigal. And uh, we already have a couple of episodes up. And when I say we, I mean just me, unless you're watching this podcast and you can see my little uh, Puccini in the background. Um, but it really, it's just a, it's a one woman show over here. And um, anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has watched, listened, liked, commented, sent me a sweet message, an encouraging message. Um, it really does mean a lot because the internet is hard. <laughs> the internet, my friends is hard. Every job is hard. My current job right now is the internet. And um, my relationship with her is complicated. Um, there's a lot of people on the internet. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's a lot of us on here. And it's oversaturated in every market. So to get people to find your little corner of the internet is sometimes difficult. It's a bit of a hard pickle. And um, and I think I've just been feeling that the last two weeks. You know, it's hard to start anything. It's, you know, it, that's the scariest thing is starting and not only starting, but taking it seriously as you start it, which um, is vulnerable. It's a really scary place to be, especially for me. Um, and I say, I know that that's not a unique thing. I'm just saying for me personally to say, I care about this thing. I think this thing is good. I want this thing to be successful is a scary thing because it means, you know, putting myself out there very authentically. 
you know, especially being Canadian, I think. And it's like, we're very like, like fakely humble, (laughs) you know, where we're like, I couldn't possibly say that this is good. I couldn't possibly say this is funny. I couldn't possibly tell you that, um, you know, I worked on that video for four days and three days editing it. And it had, uh, it has a hundred views and that sucks. Cause I'm, I'm really proud of it. You know, like that, that is something, um, that is, that's hard to, um, say, you know, and I, and I know that I'm not the only one feeling that way. Um, especially if you're starting out your own business, um, your own, your new career, you know, that's, that's hard. And, uh, especially with the pandemic, we're stuck at home. So I'm sitting here for the last kind of two weeks, just being like, what am I doing? This is good. This sucks. How do I get successful? This is never going to happen for me. How embarrassing. Are people making fun of me? Um, I don't know how self-doubt got my address. I don't know who let her into my home, but she's, she's certainly been here for the last two weeks and just kind of really getting comfortable on the couch. And, uh, so we've kind of been at at odds, me and, uh, miss self-doubt, even though amazing things are happening and we have to celebrate these successes because, you know, last week's episode with the wonderful Christina Walkinshaw, Burps Magoo, who is incredible and wonderful. After our podcast conversation, um, Narcity Canada, which is a publication, picked up the story and interviewed Christina. And then Christina was on News Talk 1010. You know, these are all incredible things that have happened, um, which is great. It's, it's amazing for people listening, uh, not only listening and enjoying the conversation, but also saying like, this is worth exploring. You know, this is an interesting um, conversation. This is a really cool entrepreneur, you know, that we need to showcase. I mean, all that stuff is really exciting. And so um, I'm not sitting here going like, everything was terrible, but um, I'm just trying to be as honest as possible. It's hard to see the steps forward, you know? And I think sometimes I get so ahead of myself that, I, I stop, I stop seeing present day progressions, you know, um, three weeks ago, there was no series three weeks ago, there was no podcast, you know? So the fact that a thousand people listen to my conversation with Christina is incredible, you know? So let's focus on that. We, you know, I keep saying, you know, guess what? I don't know. I'm, I'm being a hypocrite because I, I was boohooing. I was having a bit of a pity party. And that's the thing. It's like, it's really hard to not compare yourself. It's really hard to not get on Instagram and see someone with more followers, more success, someone starting out and doing the same thing you are and being way ahead of you already. That's hard. And thank God for therapy <laughs> because, because where do you put the jealousy? You know, where do you put the jealousy? Where do you put the self-doubt? Where do you put that, that achy feeling that you feel when you see, when you see someone getting further ahead and I'm not taking anything away from those people. I mean, that's exciting. And I know up in my brain, up in the old brain arena, that there is room for everybody that there is no reason to, you know, um, gatekeep all your information and your favorite resources and, and your six and your, and your, you know, your, um, your contacts and your networking. And there's no need to hold on to that, um, because there is space for everyone. Uh, but, and I know that, but in my heart, it it sucks. It hurts. It, It hurts to 
feel jealousy. It, it, it hurts to feel less than. Um, for me, the, the hardest part is feeling silly, you know, uh, which is why I'm so glad that Victoria and I had that conversation. Um, it really was sort of a guiding light after sort of a, a, a self-doubting couple weeks, you know, um, because she's so open and she's so she's so open to share and to help and to assist. You know, she was, um, when I even, when I presented her with the idea of Stacy gets rich, she was the first sort of business person, <laughs> business collaborator to sort of, um, take my idea seriously to say, yeah, that's a viable business. You know, um, she was so helpful for me. She was like, oh, this is how you do a professional email signature. This is how you figure out search engine optimization, SEO. Um, here's a really great resource I like. Um, so, so giving. And so it really helped me realize like there's space for everyone and everyone's journey is different. And just because I'm at where I'm at doesn't mean that what I'm doing is wrong or not a success. It just takes time. And, um, and it was a good reminder that if I'm not taking myself seriously, if I'm not taking my shit seriously, if I'm not a big believer in the thing that I'm doing, then that's my first mistake because, um, you know, we, we have to, we have to be the biggest fans of the thing that we're doing because, um, everyone is busy worried about themselves. <laughs> I mean, I am, aren't you? <laughs> Isn't it so funny though, when you're like, no one cares about when you, when your friends are, uh, I, I always like being the friend when my friends are like down on themselves being like, don't even worry about it. No one's even worrying about you. Everyone's worrying about themselves. Um, but, uh, when it's you who's in, in the crises, <laughs> it's like, well, it sure doesn't feel that way, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's that it's the noise. I, I got caught up in the noise this week and Victoria is such an amazing resource. And I, and I know that you will enjoy our conversation because she is just so full of knowledge and sets herself up for success. Right. Which, um, is a huge thing I have to keep reminding myself and a mantra I'm going to keep, you know, running in my brain. I have to set myself up for success, which means admitting and embracing the person you are and the person, um, you intrinsically are, you know, um, I know as a kid and even up to now, I've always wanted to be a type A personality, you know, I wanted to be organized. I wanted to have a set schedule. I wanted to thrive in structure. Now I do, I do thrive in structure. You know, when I worked at second city, it was like, I had to be at work at six, no matter what I had to be at work at six, which meant I had to work out, eat. I had to get my shit done before six. And it was the most in shape I'd been. I was a vegan at the time. Um, I was eating well, I was eating healthy. I felt healthy. I felt good. Um, and then, you know, without that structure, you know, we're having Popeye's at 2 PM. That's what we're doing. So, uh, but I've always wanted to be a type A and Victoria talks in this conversation about being a type A personality. But she also talks about being shy, you know, and, um, and, and her embracing that and setting herself up for success, knowing who she is and what she needs to, to thrive. And so after our conversation, I mean, that really sort of turned my week around 
in a way, I mean, we're still, we're still at a low, but maybe next week we'll be feeling very confident about the things we're doing. But it made me think about like, who am I? And I present to you, hi, I'm Stacy, and I have exploding purse energy. You don't know what that means? Let me explain. I'm the type of person who's going to show up late, even though I had all intentions of being on time. It, something will happen. I will see something shiny. I will lose my keys. Uh, my bike will have a flat. Something will happen that will prevent me <laughs> will prevent me from being there on time. Um, my purse will be exploding. Things will be flying everywhere. I'll have four different stories to tell you. Um, I just have exploding purse energy. And instead of judging that um, or feeling down about that or feeling like that means I don't have a good work ethic, um, that's all That's all not useful. Um, I'm really trying to honestly look at myself and say, you know, who am I? How am I realistically going to enter this conversation? How am I realistically going to enter this new project? What does my actual schedule look like when it comes to editing? What will my workflow be like? Um, And being honest with myself so that I can set myself up for success. So like, am I going to be late for a meeting at 11? But if I switch it to two, is that better? You know, Uh, so I'm I'm trying to... um, honestly set myself up for success. And I think that is a huge takeaway, especially in business. You know, our workflow is so important to us, but I feel like I make the misstep, the misstep. Can you believe I misstepped on the word misstep? The beauty. But um, I think my biggest misstep is that I make a schedule and make plans as if I'm the perfect version of myself. And I think I will get ahead more if I have self-love and (laughs) self-appreciation and can be honest with myself um, with um, how I work when I'm the most productive um, so that when I make my schedules and I plan my workflow uh, for the week, um, I'm being honest. You know, uh, I found that... um, you know, I go to bed every night. And I'm like, I want to wake up at seven. And listen, I know parents who are listening or people who are just like have actual adult jobs. I know it's not that early, but um, I'm 34, you know, comedian, work at night, no kids. So seven is like, wowie zowie. But every time I go to bed, I'm like, I'm going to wake up at seven. I'm going to have my coffee. I'm going to start to work. But um, that's not realistic, especially um, if I go to bed later. And it's also not realistic because I'm actually not productive then. You know, if I get a workout in around 10, 1030, shower, get my makeup on, curl that hair, and I'm at my desk by 1130, I feel like 1130 is when like powerhouse Stacy begins. It's when she shows up, you know? So it's like, I've now just started planning my days, my work days to start at 1130. At seven is usually when I cap out, have some dinner, and that's okay. That's my work hours. It doesn't need to be someone else's work hours. Because if I start at work at seven, AM, like it's going to be bullshit. (laughs) It's not going to work. Anyways, these are things that I've taken away. I hope this is useful. I hope. Uh, But yeah, I find that, you know, I'm getting to really know myself in a way. Um, That's interesting. That's more honest. 
I feel like, uh, because I'm not just going like, I am an exploding purse energy kind of person and I just do everything and nothing. Now I'm like, okay, well, we want to do something. So who are you and how can we get the most out of you? And it's really nice that it's like me asking those questions and not um, an employer, <laughs> you know, I digress. Um, well, let's get into my conversation with Victoria. Like I said, I took a lot from it. She's incredible. She's doing such amazing things and certainly someone I, I, I look to, um, as where I'd like to be. So, uh, make sure to follow her on all of her socials. Creative Women is an incredible platform. It is just such amazing artists. It's such an inspiring place on the internet that you must follow. Like I said, all the links are down below. And um, I'm so excited for you to just fall head over heels like I did with Victoria. So without further ado, here's my conversation with illustrator Victoria Coven. Enjoy. I am so excited to be talking with Victoria. Hello, how are you? You are the web designer, graphic designer, woman of my dreams. You literally have entered my life and have elevated me in a way I was not expecting. And I'm so thrilled you are here to talk to me today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. That's exactly what every designer wants to hear from a client. That they've had that like good experience and that I've elevated your life. So thank you for saying that, Stacey. I truly mean it. I have a sound effect and you are the angel. Okay. I'm so excited you wanted to talk to me. So you're coming off of um, the last two videos I was covering in the Stacey Gets Rich uh, thing, shenanigan. I was calling it a digital Mm -hmm. series for a while and then started laughing at myself because it's my YouTube videos. Um, But I was talking about um, getting into blogging and setting up uh, the site. And Mm -hmm. um, you were brought into my life by our lovely friend Jenna, who recommended you to, uh, to me so lovingly. And I saw your Instagram was immediately obsessed with you. I can't, your design, like your illustrations are gorgeous. And then when I first met you on our Skype call, I was like, she's the one. You're it. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. And I think we have a very similar aesthetic and maybe even similar personalities. You remind me so much of my sister, who's also an entertainer. Really? Yeah, I think it was just a really good fit from the get-go. It was so lovely. Um, So why don't you tell a little bit about yourself and how you got into graphic design and then web development and everything that's going on um, so everyone can fall in love with you too. Oh, (laughs) So, um... So I, I identify as an illustrator now. It's a big part of what I do, okay. but I didn't know that I could be an illustrator. And so I started as a graphic designer. I mm-hmm. was a graphic design student back in Halifax, where I'm from. And I cool. uh, always knew that I liked illustrating and drawing, but I didn't really think that I could make a living at it. So becoming a graphic designer and beginning to learn more about digital marketing was kind of my answer to still having that element of creativity in what I do. Right. Um, and making a living essentially. So I finished my program. Uh, I came to Vancouver. I wanted more opportunity. I wanted mountains. Oh my God. And mm-hmm. started looking for a job and I got my first job as a marketing assistant. And I began thinking that in order to be creative, I kind of had to know the right. whole marketing side of everything. 
but that wasn't true. But in retrospect, looking back on having learned all these marketing skills, really what was happening was I was preparing myself for becoming a businesswoman. Yeah. So it all became super useful. One of my first big girl jobs was <laughs> uh, the marketing manager at a Canadian charity that serves armed forces oh, and cool. RCMP veterans in therapeutic programs. Oh, wow. And so at that job, I learned how to build and design websites, how to connect with an audience, and mm. also how to raise money. And the raising yeah. money part helped translated really well into not just raising money, but also like selling things online. Cool. Um, having members come into a community. And so now where I'm at now, I have two businesses, one which I have been working on for a year, mm -hmm. which is my Victoria Coven Creative, where I am a graphic and web designer and illustrator, mm -hmm. very much transitioning into becoming an illustrator. That's and amazing. Creative Women Community, which I launched right after COVID, sort of as an answer to COVID because I had more free time on my hands. And right. it's just absolutely exploded since then. And I could not be happier about it. It's really cool. So did you want to tell people about creative women? Because it has mm -hmm. been truly such a like lovely addition to my Instagram feed. Like when you see it, it's so inspiring. It's so, first of all, just the amount of amazing, ta amazingly talented women, which sounds so vague, but like when you see it every day, it's such yeah. a like glowing reminder of like the amazing uh, women that are um, creating such beautiful art. And like, I tell all my girlfriends about it. And the second they like, you know, when you go, Hey, you should follow creative women and people instantly pull up their phones and check. Everyone's like, yes, follow. Where is this from? You know, like it's been such a great follow for people. That makes me so happy to hear that and that you're telling people about it. Of and course. yeah, it's and honestly, the fact that like each of those posts is a different artist. Mm -hmm. There have been a few artists where we share their work a couple of times because I'm building relationships with these people of and course. Want to, like, support them. But for the most part, like we do aim to share different artists from all over the world. Um, and there are so many female artists and illustrators out there doing just amazing creative mm -hmm. things and I think that making their voices heard is so important so I started like I said I started creative women community sort of as an answer to COVID to fill my time when I had suddenly had more time on my hands kind of like you and Stacy gets rich it was like your COVID baby right oh yeah she's, <laughs> she's my COVID baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a COVID baby <laughs> and I just started it as <laughs> COVID baby. I love that. We all have a uh, COVID baby, whether it's learning how to crochet or trying to get rich online or creating an amazing female-based community. <laughs> the COVID babies are different. Yeah. <laughs> we have birthed something. <laughs> we, have, we have all birthed something. Absolutely. <laughs> it's such a but it's so great and I also think what's really amazing too is like obviously there's been so much um happening through 2020 there's so many like social movements like political movements and it's been such an inspiring place online to see um people's take on what's happening in the world, what's happening with them. And like, you really are bringing like voices to not only like amazing art and, and illustrators, but it's also like perspectives, point of views and people that we need to be listening to truly. Oh gosh. Well, thank you so much. And it's, it's so interesting because like it started as something that was for me to fill my time and it ended yeah. up being something that is like so much bigger than I ever anticipated. And it's actually not about me. It's about everyone else who is involved in the community. Yeah. 
And, that, and that's got to be so nice. It's like, it's nice to, um, it's nice when you put something out in the world and then so- someone finds it and they're like, oh, that was for me. Like that has to feel so good. Totally. You know? Um, yeah. Cause it can feel like, and I think that that's like maybe a, a good transition, which I'm terrible at, but like to talk about like my, when I was talking with you, It was like, I had this silly idea. You feel like you're on the internet, like it's so oversaturated, but it's like Mm -hmm. the way that you work and the way that you create with your clients, at least my experience Mm -hmm. is like, you want to build community. You're like, who do you want to, like, who do you want to bring in? Like, who do you want to see this? Like, how do you want them to feel? Um, Which is such an interesting way to think of the internet because it can be such a dark, cold place. And it's like talking with someone like you, um, it's not just a website. You're like, who, like, what do you want your house to feel like on the internet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do they take their shoes off? What's the vibe? You know? Oh my God. I, and I, I love that analogy of sort of calling a website a house and like making people feel welcome there. And it's, it's definitely all about like making sure that your branding, your copywriting, mm-hmm. you know, your fonts, colors, everything is tailored to the type of people that you want to attract. And yeah. something so cool about, I think for you, Stacey gets rich. And for me, creative women community is that, you know, we're, we're female millennials and Mm -hmm. that's the brand site, copywriting, everything that we've created. And that's probably the audiences that we're going to be attracting. Like for creative women community, it's, if I look at Instagram insights, it's literally 95% women follow the account and they're between the ages of 25 to 35. Love that. When I see that in the analytics ever, I'm like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) my people, (laughs) my people have come. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. 25 year olds for thinking I'm that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know, I know how old you are because you use it as some of your marketing content. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny. Like as a kid, like my mom would always be like, you know, which I, it's not good advice and I wouldn't say it to children now, but she was just like, you have to like put your, your insecurities out there first. So like no one can make fun of mm-hmm. you, which truly we could have learned a, a different lesson, but now mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm 34 <laughs> like before anyone calls me out. Just so you know. <laughs> That's the first thing you say when you meet people. Yes. I'm, Stacey, I'm, 34. I'm 34 and I eat too much Subway sandwiches. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, I love that so much. And well, just before um, we started recording, I was like, I'm going to move something in the background. I'm wearing sweatpants. Yeah, we're all so cool. Yeah, it's like when someone goes, I love your shirt. It was $5. It's trash. I thank you so much. But that's the thing that I think is incredible. And it was such a good reminder. And I would love to know, um, how was it like starting um, a business? Because I feel like I would love to start a business, but I am still in a place of insecurity of admitting that I think I have a good idea or I have a service that deserves to be uh, paid for or supported monetarily. Mm-hmm. So like, how did you come to that decision? Yeah. So I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to start a business. I, I just have this, like, it was almost like this little seed of ambition that was planted in me, but it just yeah. hadn't like, grown and sprouted enough yet until I had gotten the digital marketing training had a full-time job for a few years and then just really felt the confidence to Mm. go out and do it on my own. So it was really just all about building that confidence and getting there was really just more knowledge, learning, learning what I need to know. But you know, it's, it's, it's challenging having a business. It's, uh, 
it's a lot harder work than I ever expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not always glamorous, you know, some days like, no. like I'm not, like I don't usually wear makeup. I'm not always on podcasts talking to awesome right. people like, you. like That's some okay. days I'll wake up and be in my robe until like 1 PM. And then I'm like, Oh crap, it's lunchtime. Eat some Cheetos, have a shower, get back to work. Right. Of course. Um, yeah. It's tough. It's my tough. life. Um, but I think, I think the thing that drove me into wanting to have my own business now business is, is that it's, it feels like freedom and that That's holding awesome. myself accountable mm. and being responsible for my own well-being, my own income, what I'm doing for others, my clients, the women in creative women community, it's, it's all on me. And that is so empowering when at the end of the day, I know that I have done something to right. make people's lives better, make my own life better just feels really good. And I, I sleep better. That's amazing. Well, you know what? Like that's, that's a really beautiful way to put it. And I, and I do feel like, yeah, like you, you're creating your own path and it's up to you. And I feel mm-hmm. like you had said earlier that you are type a, which, um, mm-hmm. uh, as a, even as a child, I wanted to be type a, and I've always mm-hmm. struggled to be that way. So, um, that's the thing that's super scary for me is like when it is only up to you, like you have to show up for you. Um, and so like, yeah, I mean, um, that, that's where I sort of, I always talk about in the first episode of the podcast, I talked about how I always, I'm a workaholic, but I question my work Mm -hmm. ethic. You know what I mean? Like, or I describe it as exploding purse energy where like, it's just all over the place, you know, where I'm like, where's that email? Where did it go? Um, but you seem to like, even in my working with you, it was really cool where I was like, oh, you fully have your shit together. Like we're having, we're having Cheetos at 1 PM for sure. But like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's, I think that's the key. It's like, if you have an idea, you can make it happen, but you have to show up for yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, and thank you so much for saying that my, my, uh, perfectionist bug is like dancing inside of me right now. (laughs) The thing about being type A and about being a perfectionist is that Mm. if I ever make a small mistake, like that's the night that I can't sleep. So I think that being able to let these things go and finding some sort of balance between the Mm purse energy versus perfectionism is actually key. For sure. So like for me, like I'll end up obsessing over a small thing or Mm -hmm. like how I've phrased an email or like... Right. Jolt out at like three in the morning, like, oh my God, I forgot to do that thing that no one cares about except for me. I, but, but you have, but I feel like, and, and I'd be curious how you feel about this because it's like you, you already wear so many hats. You are making that transition to become an illustrator, which like, I want to know way more about that because you're truly, if you're listening to this or watching this, like stop, go down to the link below, like check out the incredible illustrations because Victoria, you are so, so freaking talented. Like, oh, anyways, but it's like, you have to hold all the hats. Like you have to be like the designer, the the web developer. You have to be the accountant. You have to be the marketer. You have to be the SEO connoisseur. You have to be everything. So it's like, how do yep. you, that's where I'm struggling, but how do you manage that? Like, how have you found your workflow? Yeah. And that's, that's really tough figuring that out. And so I think that sort of the accepting that I can't do it all. Mm. There are things that I need to outsource, things that I need to just not do because I do not have the capacity for it right now. Um, 
I think that that's, that's key. So for me, like I, I have chosen not to focus on SEO because I have the capacity to drive traffic through social right now. That's amazing. Um, we were talking about before this, that like my first podcast episode, uh, the, there was something off with the audio quality because I tried to try to edit the audio myself, but right. I am not an audio engineer. So that's something that I now need to either decide to learn or to outsource it. And it really depends on how much time I have on my hands. Right. Totally. And, and that's a hard, and like for me, like that's such good advice because I, I mean, I think a lot of women, I think it's like ingrained in us is like n- not to ask for help or to be the everything to everybody. Um, and so that is something even at 34 while eating too much Subway, um, I absolutely struggle with, but I will say like, deciding for you like a big decision for me Mm -hmm. and in this episode of Stacey Gets Rich it's me deciding I was taking you know as I was building it before we were in contact like I was just in Mm -hmm. over my head and that's not we don't we have to remove shame and failure I think from that exactly and like outsource I'm not going to beat myself up it's just like this isn't my journey to do this I can't take it on you know yeah and for these big dreams it it takes a village you know Mm -hmm. like we, we may be the, be the ones spearheading it. You're spearheading Stacey Gets Rich. I'm right. spearheading the creative women community. Um, but there's going to be people behind us who are lifting us up and supporting that and recognizing that and giving up some of that control mm. is key to making it work. But I think in doing that, we end up feeling a lot more supported and yep. feel like our goals are validated mm-hmm. in doing that. Now, when you started Creative Women, like, did you ever have a moment where you were like, you sort of like, re- you know, um, reduced it to something silly? Like, I'll, I feel like sometimes I speak my limitations into reality by limiting what it is. So, like, I'm really loving talking to like female entrepreneurs. I love talking business, branding, all that kind of stuff. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. But I'll catch myself reducing it and going, oh, I'm just doing these dumb YouTube videos. It doesn't, it's so stupid. So, but now you've built such an amazing community. But I'm curious if at the beginning you were like, this is it's just something on, it's just this dumb thing on Instagram. It doesn't even matter. Like, did you catch oh yourself God. like that? Totally. Oh, every day. And you know <laughs> what? I've never shared this with anyone before, but my biggest doubt about it is I've, I'm creating this huge empire on the back <laughs> of other artists' work. Right. That, like, that's the that's the doubtful voice that I have. And then I have to fight it. And I'm like, no, that's not true. You are supporting and lifting the artists. And it's about exactly. the artists. And it ain't about you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like you're providing a platform, but like someone has to start the platform. Like someone has to yeah. create the theater. You know, someone has to like oh, tell dude. people to buy the tickets, to go to the movies. Like y- you are doing that. But I can, I totally... I feel that and see that. And and like, it's that imposter syndrome, you know? Yes. So much so. And I think with, um, with my other business with offering graphic design illustration Mm -hmm. services, I so often I'll have a little voice in my head, like, Oh, like, why are they paying me to do this? Like they Mm. can totally do it, but I'm, I'm not validating the years of experience. It took me to get to this point, Mm -hmm. the many classes, the many, um, the many times I've researched something and like spent way too long reading about it. Exactly. You know, like we, we have important things to offer that we are specializing in that other people haven't spent the time on. 
And that's, so. and that's the thing too. And like, you don't have to like go into like personally like that, but like, I would love to talk about money because that is something mm-hmm. I am always, um, I feel like it's taboo and, and I, and I understand that in, in some ways, but I just like asking for your rate, like you don't have to yeah. reveal the rate, but like, how did you get to the point of starting your business and going, um, okay, this is how much I pay because I even catch myself now freelancing with like teaching or instructing where I'm like, um, yeah, maybe it's this an hour. Ugh, ugh, I don't know. Like I'm still doing that. How did you yes. get to that place of confidence of like, this is it. And here yeah. you go. Yeah. It's, oh gosh, it's so hard. It's definitely <laughs> something that I've struggled with. And so mm-hmm. when I set my rate, when I first started my business, um, I looked at, I looked at rates of what people are making mm. like jobs and I figured out okay this is how many hours I'm probably going to be spending on actually doing the work mm-hmm. this is how many hours I'm going to be spending on business development I need to also be getting paid for business development outside of actually doing the work for the clients because mm-hmm. that's a huge part of making this happen and so I set my hours that way um, and I also have a goal of like yearly income of what I want to make. Right. And then I sort of estimate how many hours of client work I'm going to be doing that year and divide it up. And then that's how I figure out the rate. But slowly as I've been that's getting great. more experience, I, I up my rates here and there. Of course. Um, yeah. And that's, that's how I did it, but it's hard. Um, you know, mm-hmm. everything I always hear from like business coaches within my networks is like, you gotta charge more, charge more. <laughs> and totally. then that whole imposter syndrome voice and like, Oh, but like, it's not like, Oh, they could do it themselves. Nah, nah, nah. And then I'm just like feeling not ready to, to increase my rates. And I think it's also about building confidence mm-hmm. in saying, and saying, this is what I charge. Yes. That's it. Take it or leave it. But something, something else that happened during COVID is uh, fear of not having work. Yes. In. And so, mm-hmm. and I noticed this with other business people as well. People were just charging less in general. Really? Out of that fear. Yeah. For sure. And so. Ugh. That's, I mean, I, I understand that too, but it is like wanting to do that. Also like people not working that often and making that shift, but like. That's also mm-hmm. stressful because now it's like you're taking a bat. Anyways, it's very layered. Totally, totally. But I yeah. think a good thing like for me, like because I'm also doing this podcast selfishly because I want to learn from smarter people and be like, oh, okay, I'll do that moving forward. I think a huge thing if you're listening to this and like also in a place of like trying to start a business um, yeah. and you have exploding purse energy like myself, <laughs> the, my main hurdle is not thinking long term. You know, like I'm not sitting down going and making those year long goals. And I feel like that would help empower people to like, you know, maybe be a bit more confident because I feel like I truly am flying by the seat of my pants, you know, instead of just like buying some weighted pants, which happens with long term planning. (laughs) COVID baby weighted pants. We're like really creating a lot of amazing stuff here. Well, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just cut you off. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, um, I struggle with long-term planning as well, but I think it is really important to have that annual plan in place so that you know that month by month, you're either moving towards that goal right. or not so that you can sort of pivot, shift, see what needs to change. 
I use the chalkboard method monthly. What's that? Uh, oh gosh. Okay. So <laughs> the chalkboard method. Ooh, we're getting a tip. <laughs> Put on our weighted the chalkboard pants. method comes from Being Boss, which is a podcast for female entrepreneurs. They <gasps> also have a book. Love this. If you buy if you buy the book, it completely outlines like different ways of doing the chalkboard method that you can do. Oh, amazing. Since we're on video here, you can probably just edit this out for the podcast, but this is my chalkboard method I keep in a book. And so I keep track of like how many networking events I want to go to, clients I'm working with that oh, month, wow. new leads, income goals, and what I've actually made. And most importantly, my intentions of how I want to feel that month and what wow. intentions I want to bring into um, the projects that I'm working on. So my intentions for, oh, I'm on, I'm on my August page. Of course. My intentions were going back to rates, knowing my worth, <gasps> loving my clients and making more art. And so I tried to bring that in everything that I did. That's incredible. And also for those like uh, listening, it, it truly is the most gorgeous journal I've ever seen with like the, like you should see the drawings I make. It's always a square house with a Pentagon roof. <laughs> And yours is like beautifully colored. It's stunning. No, but that's important. That's like really beautiful. Like, because every month you're like manifesting. And again, like talking about it before, like I, I do feel like I, I um, speak my limitations into reality. And I feel like this is such an amazing, rem anyone could do business or otherwise. It's just like putting your goals every month into, into writing, into words. Like, so you're speaking it. I think that's so great. Yeah. Thanks. And I think that in making it kind of pretty in the way that I've done with my different color post-it notes, it's, it feels like more of a creative outlet for me rather than just like, oh, boring spreadsheet, business planning, whatever. But also in setting my income goals for the month, mm -hmm. I'm able to make sure that if I look back on that and I don't have as many projects as I thought I was going to get by say the 15th, right. um, I, I need to be doing that outreach doing that promotion, whatever of it course. is, the networking, online networking to make sure that those new opportunities are coming my way and I'm going to meet my goals. And some months I totally blow past the goal. I'm like, yeah, best month ever. Some months I don't even come close to hitting it. Really? It's all over the place with freelancing. Of That's course. something else to be prepared for if you're going to be running your, your own business is that it's I, not consistent like a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, that's something I'm struggling with too, because it's like, I always, I was like, I want to be famous. So, you know, like when I was younger, I found this list of goals from like when I was like 12, it was in, do you remember password journals? I don't know. Yes, purple one. Me too. So um, in my password journal, I found um, a goal list and it was, it's actually the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life. I still have it. And one of it was to like own a VW Beetle, die. Um, but it was like Love. to be famous, rich. Uh, but also just to own a Beetle, like a reasonable car. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you remind me of my sister. My sister had a Periwinkle Beetle for years. Really? Oh, I love those. I still see them now. And I, I think that's why I want to fee it. It's like a half Beetle, you know, <laughs> just like a little bit, but like bit bop oh. of a car. So uh, cool. Yeah. But like um, – but yeah, the thing about uh, this industry, like the create, like a performing industry, is it's so not consistent. And I think that I mm -hmm. so much want consistency, but then I'm still trying to freelance, even in like a business capacity. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it is something that, yeah. but to transition into a, a, a similar topic is we were talking earlier and I would love to mm-hmm. get your opinion on this as a, an amazing creative on many platforms is I find that people don't um, understand the amount of work that you put mm-hmm. in as a creative. Um yeah. Like, do you find any, have you found resistance with your rate or people are like, well, you don't really do that much. Like that, how do you, how do you handle that? Totally. It's, uh, it's kind of just learning to let it go. And Mm -hmm. absolutely those kinds of things come by me all the time. I have people approaching me thinking that I will work for free because I'm a creative, I'm a designer, I'm an illustrator and illustrators generally love what they do and they do it because they're creative beings and like we need to be doing these things. Right. Um, but so people think that we can afford to work for free because we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But even though we enjoy it, we still need to make a living. And so when yeah. someone asks me to do something for free, I usually just like kindly say, I do not have the capacity for work to work for free That's right nice. now. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, if I'm going to work for free, I'm going to work for myself for free. Exactly. So I can create my ideas, mm-hmm. not what everyone wants to do. Now, that being said, you know, if there's a first-year designer, they need an internship. Right. Um, they don't have any experience and something that they actually want to do, there's an opportunity there to work for free. That could work. But for people who have experience and they're out in the field, do not do not work for free, for God's sake. I, I mean, and I think it goes back to you saying like, know your worth. And I think it's like, know your worth without your ego or without your shame. Like, know yeah. your actual worth. Like, if I, if I know how to build a Wix site, which is pretty simple stuff, but it's like, I can't be asking the rate of an actual design. Like, know your actual worth. If I can draw a stick man, I'm not going to be charging you thousands of dollars, you know, for <laughs> – a graphic. Like, I think there's yeah. something in that. And and I struggle with that even in my industry of like education. Like, what do I, what would I charge for a class or, you know, mm-hmm. I get stuck in like that knowing your worth, but legitimately totally. knowing it, you know? Yeah. And so I have another resource for people who are wondering <gasps> how to rate, Please. how to yeah. choose decide their rates. It's called the Graphic Artists Guild Handbook. Cool. And it has rates for every kind of graphic design, illustration, um, project that you could imagine. And also at the end of the handbook and on their website, they have contract samples that you can use for when you get that project that you're looking for. So I've started choosing my rates based on that book, because if everyone in the field all of a sudden chooses the same rates, then no one's going to be undercutting anyone. People are going to be choosing people based on um, how good of a fit it is rather than, oh, this person's going to charge me $5 versus this person who's charging $500. Totally. And yeah. I guess that, that this is just a question that's a, like arisen. Um, but like that is true. Like when I met you, I was like, oh, this is the fit. Like I feel like, you know, um, creatively, artistically, like this is something like I just trusted you implicitly. Like mm-hmm. how do you find that? Um, and I guess like that goes back to knowing your worth too. Is there ever like a time or how do you negotiate that with a client where maybe it doesn't feel right or you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't going to be useful for me uh, or not or not useful, but like healthy or helpful in some way? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And gosh, navigating that has been really challenging for me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've made that mistake of 
bring on clients who aren't necessarily a good fit. And right. it just ends up, it ends up not feeling good, not feeling healthy. I start to dread receiving the emails because I'm not looking forward to the work. And then that's where procrastination can come mm-hmm. in because the real reason people procrastinate is because there are negative feelings associated with what it is that they need to be doing. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. So in order to avoid those, I say, listen to your intuition, mm-hmm. uh, have a discovery call, do not take on a project without going over what the deliverables are going to be, who's going to deliver what part of it, um, contract. And, you know, if something feels weird, something feels kind of fishy about it, mm-hmm. be honest in the kindest way possible and say, you know, I think you're looking for this. I actually specialize in doing this for these kinds of people. I would be happy to refer you to somebody else if you'd like. See, that's incredible. Like, I mean, I am along with in this project, um, learning to become professional because it's like, like my dad, like my, when my mom would go to work and like have problems at work, my dad is like a construction worker and he'd be like, just tell them to fuck up. And it's like, that's not <laughs> like, that's not the industry in which we live. We can't just tell people to go F themselves, but thank you. <laughs> if only it was that easy for oh, everyone. my God, completely. But you know, it is like, you know, taking this high, like, even just listen to you speak. I'm like, oh my God, that's so professional. Like, you know, when people say they're not mad, they're just disappointed. Like very much that. <laughs> oh my God. That's so interesting. Cause I don't hear that in myself at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, not at all. I will say like, you know, it's really interesting because, uh, and I'm saying this off the podcast, but I'll say it again. Like you were the first person when I was describing this idea, like I had friends going, it's a great idea, but like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like you, you really did elevate myself to think professionally and to think mm-hmm. like how this place could grow. Um, based on just like how, I mean, but it was also your communication with me where it was the first person going, okay, like it wasn't like, I don't know. Like I just, um, anyways, you're saying I'm not, I'm not hearing that in my voice. And it's like, I very much was like, oh my God, like you are just such yeah. a professional, like you got it. I'm not wasting, you don't want it, your time wasted. I'm not wasting my time. Like, let's get to it. So oh, I feel like you might be a low key powerhouse and maybe you're not aware. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm going to walk away from this with my confidence just through the roof. Good. So, uh, but I think that maybe it was also because, and now tell me if I'm wrong, maybe mm-hmm. the friends who you were talking to about your idea, have they, do they have experience in building and running businesses? No, but we, not at all. But like you were the first person, like my friends have always asked me like, you need to get a mentor. You need to get some, like, in, but in comedy, it's like, you can have a mentor, but like in business, you know, it was like the, you were sort of the first person where I was like, I have this idea and you're like, okay, great. Well, these are the steps that we would take and this is how it would be successful. And we would, we could do this newsletter and opt-ins and merch and what do we, and it's like, I was like, oh my God, are you like an angel sent from above? Like you just didn't think it was crazy, you know? No, no it's not crazy. And I think that I think that it is the creative ideas like Stacy Gets Rich when they have that sort of business background, the weighted pants. The weighted to it, pants. That mm-hmm. are going to be successful because like this is what this is the sort of entertaining stuff that people want to see and delivering it to the world and in a way that's gonna reach as many people as possible is 
that's what's important. But I don't know, like personally, like and just for people who are like thinking about getting like a, a website or building a brand, like I, the thing that was shocking to me was the amount of mm. like back end to make, mm. like the amount that you juggle, like, can, can you walk through like, you know, a little bit of like what to like, SEO, for example, like search engine mm. optimization is a huge thing that I'm still learning. Like, anyways, I don't know if I'm, I've had two coffees, so everyone relax. But, um, but it's just like you being like, okay, so we'll set up your newsletter and we'll get this set up. And then do you have like, where are your email lists? Like, okay, so like, what are your blogs going to be? We need to make sure that it's like critical that they'll be found on Google. Like, there's so much you have to hold. Like, yeah. how? It, how? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I think it's just, I think it's just experience. So, um, like for designers, I think that every website they're going to work on, they're going to take something new away from it. So right. of course the first website I ever worked on, I didn't even know what SEO was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to set up headers properly so that Google reads the web page and creates it in a hierarchy and then accounts keywords that are in specific oh headers as for what's important on that page, things like that. Um, it's, it's really just, yeah, experience, but also like also making sure that as a web designer, you're going out and constantly learning what needs to be done and what's new. So another great resource is um, HubSpot for digital marketing. You sent me there and I did the SEO uh, course. Oh, it was in yeah. HubSpot, you guys and gals. Like I'm telling you, get there. Yeah. And HubSpot offers um, marketing tools, but their courses aren't just about their own tools. It's about everything else as well even off of HubSpot, which is super cool and kind of selfless of them. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. And so I think that something else that's really important as a web designer working with people is to make sure that I know what those parts are from the beginning, what the client is going to need help with mm -hmm. and outlining that in the, in the deliverables so that the client knows just what's going into it and how many hours each section of that is going to take. And like, yeah. And I feel like people need to people in general like need to I feel like have more respect for people in this industry doing this work because you know um I mean I love like creating and designing but I know that I'm not doing it from grassroots like I'm using things like Canva and like you know Photoshop or just like you know stock imagery whatever but like mm -hmm. even making small social media like stories posts like that I'm sure, and you can speak to this about uh, creative women, but like you're thinking, mm -hmm. I'm sure about the grid and like how it's going to look. I mean, are you mm -hmm. thinking like it takes hours upon hours? It's not just like slapping something on a no Instagram feed or like oh, just make a story. It'll take ten minutes. Like this stuff takes like hours and hours to create. You yeah, know, totally, so, so many hours, and I think that a key part of it too is planning. And then making sure that you're going through with that plan. And something that's so important on social media, too, that a lot of people don't focus on and then they wonder why they're not getting results is engagement. Yes. Actually reaching out to the people who are engaging with your content and making sure that the relationship is formed and that they are now a part of your community. And how would you, would you talk about it, um, how to do proper engagement? Cause I feel like there's like a fine line <laughs> between the good oh, and the bad of it, but like you've really built an amazing community. Like, can you speak oh, to that? Thank you. thank you so much. And honestly, this is kind of out of my areas of expertise because I'm, 
I'm certainly not a social media expert. I just so happened to have launched this platform that exploded. And I'm like, how did, how did that happen? Cause you're amazing and you know all the parts and you're juggling a million things. You are, you've got weighted pants and you're juggling. (laughs) You know what? And I think that I do have weighted pants, but I also think that (laughs) I do have weighted pants. You are. Thank you. Welcome to the business podcast. Uh, Do you have your weighted pants? weighted pants, but not all the time. Sometimes they need to go in for a wash. (laughs) Of course. That's what Sundays are for. (laughs) I think that all of the artists within the community also have weighted pants and that's been a huge part. This is absolutely not all on me, but from my perspective, the engagement that has worked within creative women community is um, reaching out to the artists and asking how I can support them. That's amazing. That's such a great way. Sorry. I was just like instantly like, yes, I've never even thought about it. Yeah. How can I support you? How can I help with? Yeah, that's really great. And for creative women community, because um, how the support started is essentially having this huge audience that we share the artist's artwork with. It's usually an offer for their art or illustration to be featured on the creative women community page, but you know, we're expanding. Um, I'm working on a mastermind program. We now have the podcast. There's a Facebook group. We're launching a secret product right before Christmas time. I can't wait. There's going to be, there's going to be a ton of new ways to support the artists and for other people who don't identify as artists or illustrators to get involved as well. And that's an amazing thing too, because I think like, I, I really do feel like you, uh, you are someone who sets their clients up for success. And I think that you also show, um, if you want to take this seriously, like how much you can grow, because I feel like we might limit ourselves with like, well, I'm just on Instagram or I'm just on YouTube. And it's like, why not expand? Like, why not get a newsletter? Like, why not develop some products? Like I know when I love something, like the second you're like, oh, creative women, we're doing, we're selling this, or this is the product. I I'll be like, yes, I want to support. Like people Mm. want to support you that are following you, you know? And it's not like you're not some like creep who's like, you want these tickets to, you know, (laughs) Zeppelin, you know what I mean? Like, you're not like a scalper, like, you know, people want to like, yeah, support. And it's, it's those people who you've engaged with who are now part of your community and you actually have a relationship with. Mm -hmm. mutually beneficial too right because like yes it's about that person supporting you the community whatever it is but it's also about you supporting them of course and and I think that's the thing it's like um I get really limited because I'm just starting out and so my audience is you know versus Kylie Jenner mine is non-existent um but that doesn't mean that the community that I have and the people who follow and the people I work with are not engaged you know like I like um our friend Jenna uh um Parkdale Republic uh she um you know she always shows all the time like you think these you need big numbers but you don't you just need like an audience that trusts you that's a part of your community and you can see those conversions which I think is really really important totally totally and like growing it you know because I feel like again like I the second you were like oh we'll just do this and this and this and I was like oh I don't know if you know this like I'm a nobody from nothing and this is a bit of a joke you know like it really is like, you know, um, no, but it's not. And and the sooner you start doing it and the sooner you start building that list, the quicker it's going to grow. And then and all did, of a sudden a little thing is suddenly that, that little seed is a big tree. And did yeah. you find it with creative women? Like, was there a point where like it wasn't growing, it wasn't building the way that you wanted it to. Um, and like, how did you push past that and go, no, I believe in this. 
Or did it just literally like was the was the growth like fast? Cre- creative women is an anomaly. Like really, account, I was kind of like my mind was just really blown at how quickly it grew from the get go. But for my own personal business, Victoria Kevin Creative, like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I had a moment where I was like, yeah. Why am I doing this? I'm not like I I have one client and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna get any others. And how did you fight how did you push past it? Like what did you do? Well, I I went and I saw my therapist. Love. <laughs> yes, everyone. <laughs> and I talked through the fearful emotions that mm. I was having. Yeah. And then I made a plan. And I made a deadline and I was like, if I can't reach this goal by this time, and for me, it was, if I can't bring in this amount of income by this time, I'm going to look for a full-time job and focus on the business part-time instead. Wow. And then you made that goal. I made the goal. <laughs> That's exciting. So like, did you just, you reached out, you were like, I'm not taking no for an answer. Like I am like, I'm going to connect with the community that I'm building and I am going to make this happen. So I started promoting myself via email to get clients. I really? literally sent like 200 emails just about the services that I offer. Really? And, and I got a really big client and I was able to support myself for a few months. And then I started networking my ass off. And now this was pre-COVID. Of course. And it, it was networking um, in Vancouver that really introduced me to a lot of different people who really? actually ended up leading me to you, interestingly enough. Really? So I, met someone, I met someone in Vancouver who knows um, Jenna in Toronto, who knows you. So then that's like a three-way cool. thing. <laughs> Yeah. So how did you um, meet people? Like, were you going out? Were you like going on LinkedIn? Like what were the, what was the way that you were building yourself? Yeah. Um, so finding different business networks within Vancouver. So I joined mm. a co-working space called Hervana Collective, which is for female entrepreneurs. It's now an that. online space. Like many things are now. Mm. Um, what else? Just going to different sort of inspiring events where female entrepreneurs are going to be chatting. You were by yourself Uh, and you had to like go meet people? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's, oh my gosh, Stacey, it's so nerve wracking. So like what I would do is, um, so I would, before the networking event, I would think about like how I want to come across to people Mm. and I would practice my pitch. Smart though. That's smart. Yeah. And I'm also in a mastermind program right now. It's called the business of creativity with Aura McKay. If anyone wants to look for it, it's a great mastermind. We meet um, a couple of times a month and we practice our pitches and we, we all come from different creative businesses and kind of help each other with things that we're struggling with at the time. That's Um, incredible. So yeah, practicing my pitch and going out and just, I think personal development was a huge part of being able to get those clients. And since I started my business, so I've been doing this for one year now, my confidence has just skyrocketed because I've forced myself to go out and do these things. So for people who also want to do it, like it's going to be hard to begin with, but the result is great because like 
Man, a year ago, I never would have imagined that I'd be able to come on this podcast and just openly talk to you about these types of things. Right. I'm like shy. <laughs> well, I will tell you, like, I hope you watch this back because like just the way that you were like determined, like you going to your therapist and, t- and and having the bravery to talk about the emotions behind that fear and then deciding that that fear won't define you and then going like, I am putting myself in positions of success and I refuse to hear otherwise. It, I mean... That's like, that is like a boss in, in waiting. Like there, there, there's no other opportunity, but for you to succeed, you know? Thank, thank you. Thank I, you so much. L- listen, I, <laughs> and, now my, and now my confidence is going through the roof again. You double your rate. You're like, you're, you just triple your rate by the end of this. And you're like, this was a, I can't believe I worked with her for so little. <laughs> oh my God, no. I think this next time I feel like I need to talk to my therapist, I'm just going to talk to you. Come to Honestly, like maybe my, I really want to open a business where just like women come in and they go, this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, this is why you're amazing. Thank you. (laughs) You may leave. But I love that. But I do think it's like, I just think for women, um, and I speak this as my experience and my friends, it's like, I feel like, and maybe also being Canadian, I feel like it's, we very Mm -hmm. much are like, shy and humble about our skills, but like, you know, um, I'm just thinking about you going to these like networking. I went to one networking event in Los Angeles to meet female writers. It was a nightmare. I said, really? Tell me more. Well, it was like for, it was like three writer, like successful writers, um, telling Mm -hmm. us, you know, how to find success and all of their advice was to get Twitter. Okay. Um, but to to have a name tag and like you're drinking your soda water it's 1 p.m at a bar like back at back room of a bar and it's like you just have to go and do your pitch and had I really prepared because I'm quite shy meeting new people I might have found more success but I was not believing in myself and so I decided it was a bullshit event out of fear you know right right so I'm taking a lot from you of like well I prepped (laughs) like it's like yeah I think something else that really helped kind of walking into those situations too is remembering that everyone else in that room is in a very similar situation. Totally. Networking is super uncomfortable for a lot of people, but it's a necessary evil. Um, There's a book. I have it here. I'm loving this. There's so many resources here. We are all like, I am writing all of these down. These will all be in the link below too. Oh, good. Awesome. It's, um, it's, by some artists who are actually from Vancouver and it's called work the pond mm. by Darcy Rizak with Judy Thompson and Gail Hallgren Rizak. I hope I didn't just butcher their names, but anyway, it's kind of about the, the necessary evils of networking and kind of just getting over that, not wanting to do it and realizing that it's, it's pretty important. Um, so these are my words now, but the, the I feel like, we're only as good as the community that we surround ourselves with mm. and the people that we surround ourselves with who are going to really help us achieve our goals and support us and lift us up. So I, it's- I, I really love that. Cause I think it's so refreshing to speak with someone. And, and I, and I felt this when we first met, you know, it can be reduced to like, well, she's going to build my website, but really, and I said this before, but I, I mean it like you are all about building community. And I think that like, even just hearing you, 
And again, this podcast is selfish because I want to learn things. Um, but like, oh, it's not going to network. It's not going to like be skeezy and be like, here's my card. It's like, oh, I'm going out tonight to build my own personal like community. Like I'm going to bring someone into my sphere, you know, like I think changing yeah. that mentality, it's not just a website. It's not just branding. It's not just like whatever um, you're, you're building a community and you're enticing people in. I think that that's just like, I don't know. That's just clicked for me in this conversation where I'm like, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm so glad to hear that. And I think too, that when, when people just say their card and this is who I am, this is my business, I can offer you a discount, like buy my shit. I'm just like, you can feel that it's not coming across as genuine, but for me, when I'm at a networking event and someone shows like a genuine interest in what it is that I do with no personal vendetta, Mm. then that's where I know I can make a connection. If something comes up in the future where we just so happen to both benefit off of what it is that we're doing, Mm -hmm. then great. But if not for now, I'm just super happy to know you and now have you in my circle. Oh, that's so you're the best. Um, so what is for you? Like, what is it looking like for the future? Like, is it yeah. like you said you're shifting into illustration? So are you walking mm-hmm. away sort of from like working with clients and building like, you know, their whole shebang? Like, are you mm-hmm. now shifting into be like, compl- like, let's talk about that. Yeah, totally. Um, Yes, I I am walking away from the sort of websites and helping people with their shebang. I'll always be here for you though, Stacey. (laughs) I need it because I could do, I want to bring you on later because I do want to talk about SEO because you're the master. Like, oh my God, (laughs) Victoria did a template for my blog and the SEO is like in the green and it took me four hours to get a blog post into the green. I was tempted to like (laughs) email you and go, I know you're busy, but um, I did it. I did it. I'm so proud of you. It, and for, for anyone who's wondering which tool it is that Stacy was using to get her SEO in the green, it's called Yoast. Yoast. If you want to make sure that your content is optimized and it's going to be showing up on Google, install that tool on your WordPress website. Um, I I wouldn't say that I'm the SEO master. I just so happen to have SEO skills. Sure. And, and that's fine. But in my community that I've built... You're the one. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe when I go out and build my community more, we'll find someone, the Yoda of SEO. But um, yeah. but I'm excited for you because like truly mm-hmm. like even scanning like your Instagram, like it is stunning. You are so freaking talented. I'm so excited for you to like mm-hmm. not having to, you know, waste your time with us, <laughs> us <laughs> light pants, you know, you need your weighted <laughs> pants. <laughs> But like, what does that look like for you? Like, how are you working towards that? Like, what is, what does that future yeah. business look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Future business for me. Uh, so I would like to get an agent for the illustration part because it's cool. kind of going back to, um, the things where, uh, I'm recognizing that I'm either not so good at it or don't want to be doing it so much. So if I have an agent, then they're going to be taking on a lot of the tasks that right. I don't want to spending my time on and I can then use my creative energy to be Mm -hmm. creating more illustrations and so that's that's kind of where I'm at with like Victoria Coven creative maybe I'll change the name to like Victoria Coven illustrator or something like that later on but for now I'm still very open to graphic design tasks because that's my background that's where I feel the most comfortable doing things and I I do enjoy it for sure you're really good at it 
Oh, thank you so much. So that's, that's where that is shifting. And so I would really like my future to look like 60% of my time spent on creative women community, 40% of my time spent on illustration tasks. That's amazing. Um, And so do you want to do main illustration? Like what, when you say illustration, Mm -hmm. just to like, so people can maybe be inspired to know that that's available to them. But like, what does that look like for you? Like when you say illustration, illustrator? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I think because my background is in graphic design and marketing, I want to be doing illustrations that are going to be fitting in tight into those types of contexts. So for example, on your website, you have these badass illustrations of you like jumping up in the air or like you with dogs or you holding a beer and you use them on your YouTube and stuff too. I want to create those types of things. Oh my God. I I totally, Um, I already like want to hire you. Like I already have a million ideas where I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. I says, please make this for me. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Just for personal consumption. (laughs) Photos of myself. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you want to do more stuff like that? Yeah. And, uh, I'd like to illustrate a book. I also want to write a book too, but that's like, that's future, future plans. Um, cool. I just finished a really big project, which probably isn't going to come out until the new year where I, uh, illustrated a deck of affirmation cards with a client. So those will come out. Are you kidding me? Isn't that so cool? Like that was literally, like, that was oh. a dream. Like I couldn't believe that that came my way. So I want to keep doing kinds of Oh my God. I have. Okay. That, okay. This is, this is come to me in a perfect way. Like, cause I've always wanted to build a tarot deck. Like I've always wanted to like create my own tarot deck. I feel like all the tarot readers will like die, but like I will be buying this, uh, like these affirmation cards. Cause it's like, you know, when you do tarots and it always looks so scary and everyone thinks they're going to die when the tarot pulls, like I just wanted like light and bright, like calm down, Linda, it's fine. Um, I want your affirmation cards. I'm already obsessed. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, I'll uh, I'll be sure to share it with you when they please. <laughs> well, yeah, things like that. Oh my god, I think that's incredible. I would love a book too. Oh my god, all your illustrations like a like a coffee table book or something. Not to like I, I say that with um, love. Like I have tons of them on my on my tables, and I just read them all the time. <gasps> Would die. I had another idea, which I've never brought to life, but because I, I worked in mental health before, you watch, I'm going to share this on your podcast and I'm going to steal it. Don't you yet. ever, okay. don't steal it, anyone. And you also don't need to share it if you're a little concerned. We love a boundary no, here. No, oh, okay. Okay. You know what? If someone else do, does it because I haven't gotten to it, then I would probably be happy to see it. Um, I, I've always wanted to do a book called Shit My Therapist Says, mm. where you have like an illustration on one page and it's an illustration of like what it is the therapist is saying. And like, it's sort of an image of them or something. And then on the back, it's actually like information about the therapist who said that and like how it helps to reframe like a certain situation for somebody. So it's like the illustration, but it also like dives into that like specific issue. I think that's awesome. I would love that. (laughs) No, like legit. (laughs) You should. Sorry, what was that? Oh, I was just like, you should. <laughs> this yeah. is just me like telling everyone. I'm like, go, please. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. There, there's, um, there's such a myth that uh, there is no work for illustrators, but the reality is, is that there's a ton of work for illustrators. But it, everywhere, like you look at products, you look at websites. Um, 
It's absolutely needed. And I think especially with things coming online too, people are turning to illustrators and makers and animators to be creating their content because we can't be doing it in person as much anymore. Totally agree. And I think it is like, um, you know, and I did want to bring this up. I think that like my... Um, me dipping a toe and working with some um, illustrators and designers just with some projects like I have found like I utilize them in places like I didn't expect like you know your Instagram stories your feed uh, YouTube videos um, branding on a podcast like this um, the the you know your email signature like there's so many ways that I feel like it has improved the way that I carry my business and how I carry myself that it's like it's and I feel like it can if you are a business owner like wondering how do I think you know improve your marketing or your you know um is to go to graphic design like get into it like it's so welcoming I feel like the You know, like my site, and I and I said this in the YouTube video um, this week was just like I feel like you've created a party for me. Like I feel like when people come to the site, it's like they get it, um, and I love that. You know, and I would never have been able to do that. You know, yeah. Well, honestly, though, Stacy, like you were, you were very, you were a very unique client to bring on because you have really? so much knowledge in this stuff already, like in oh, graphic thanks. design and you've already had like some marketing knowledge, like you do have an audience. Oh, um, and so like going onto your website and seeing what you'd already built, like it was like for me stepping into a room that is prepared for a party, but all I did was say, let's actually just put the drinks over here <laughs> yeah. and they'll do the ticketing over here. And then maybe we can add someone to like get their contact information. <laughs> that means a lot. Cause I remember I was like, when I was showing it to you, I was like, listen, uh, um, I pretended to be a web designer. Um, and you were like, this is great. And I left and I had like a little pep in my step. My pants were a bit weighted, you know, just leaving. <laughs> When you say that, it kind of sounds like you pooped yourself. I know. I felt I felt that um, after I said that. And I was like, that's not right. But we're going to leave it in because this podcast is not about perfection. It's about surviving. <laughs> yeah, you know, she like talked to me and I shit myself and it was amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, but I think using you as an example of how when we build websites, we're going to always have that extra takeaway from it every mm-hmm. time we build something new. Like you did it. And now you can have this takeaway. So now if you go in and build another website, you can have more takeaways. So for anyone who's scared to just jump in and do it and build that website and get into marketing or whatever it is, design, illustration, just do it because you're going to learn and then you can to it later. And like, I guess we're, we're coming to near the end here. So I just wanted to ask a couple questions because, and also I know that, um, you had, uh, taken notes and stuff. So if there's anything I've missed, please jump in. Um, but, um, one thing I wanted to talk about is just people interacting with designers, whether it's illustrator, graphic designer, Mm -hmm. web developer, um, what is the best way that they can set themselves up for success when talking with a designer for the first time? Cause it can kind of be nerve wracking if you're, if you're not long-term planning and you're not kind of sure, like what are the most helpful things for you to receive? Yeah. Sharing as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the more details, the better. Um, I think also like from the client's perspective, making sure that the, the designer that you were talking to is curious about every detail, is asking all the questions is also really important because it's going to make the design process so much easier if they have all that information. Um, 
that's that's probably the key thing. What else? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I only ask because it's like, you know, um, again, like going back to the community thing. And again, this is just Mm -hmm. like I said, just clicked in my brain. where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Mm -hmm. describing who you want, like, like you asking all those questions was the first time I was sort of asking myself those questions. Like, who do you want to be on the site? How do you want them to engage with you? Like, what do you Mm want to share with them? Like, you know, it was so useful to me that I had never really thought about it in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's really important. I think another thing too, just sort of going back to, um, it being the right fit. Yeah. So like it's beneficial for both parties if it feels like it's the right fit. So that's something else that the client can oh, do yeah. is to just, just be honest. I couldn't imagine working with a designer who like works with dentists or something and it's all just like mm-hmm. white and like, just, like yeah. for me, I was like light, bright, bright colors. I want it to look nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, okay. Great. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Like I can't take any credit for the design of your website because that oh, was no. all you. I just Thanks, helped like, structure stuff. That's so lovely. Um, so before we end, did I miss anything that we can cover? Because I'm a gabber and I'm not efficient with my words. Yeah. Oh my God. I just, uh, I just had some resources. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who wants to uh, use a contract, maybe from the graphic artist guild handbook, like I suggested, or something they found online. If you use something like hello sign, which is free for your first three contract sends, it just, it has so much more of a professional appearance to it. And it makes it so that the client doesn't have to print off the contract, sign it, take a photo, send it back. And it also keeps track of all your contracts in one place. Something else that's, and I'm not getting paid for any of these, by the way. And I also want to say, like, I also want to say how how lucky people are because I feel like, especially in the design world, I feel like there's a lot of gatekeepers um, who are like, they find the secret thing and they don't want to share it. And I will say you have been so, so I've like, so loved your openness and your share. Like when I remember even down to like, you're like, I like your email signature and you're like, this is what I use. And it was like way better than what I was like. You were just so open to sharing information. So just like, oh this gosh. is like not lost on me on how lovely that is for you to share all of this. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for saying that. And I, I actually touched on this in the first episode of my creative women community podcast. Um, oh, I we had Alan Evans from girls making magic on, we were talking about the importance of community and I was talking about how some people will like sort of hoard their resources yeah. um, out of fear of losing opportunity. And again, it comes from the myth that there are not enough opportunities for all of us. Mm-hmm. So sharing these resources is actually re- really beneficial um, because it expands our networks. So Anyway, <laughs> no, but I Thanks. think that that's really great. And like, yeah, so uh, I just cut you off, but d- is there any more resources you wanted to share? Yeah, just one more. Of it's course. C O O L O R S dot co, coolors.co. It's just a really cool tool for um, creating color palettes. And it's really <gasps> fun to play with. I. Love. I mean, my palette is usually what you're seeing now for Stacey Gets Rich. It's really just always pink and blue. And like, but I, I love messing around with color palette so much. <laughs> By the way, if anyone's listening who um, you're in the marketing team of any of those resources that I've listed, um, I'm available for sponsorships. <laughs> oh, yes. And please sponsor her. Please listen. I mean, this podcast is doing wonders. We had my friend on who's working on OnlyFans. She's now like going on News 1010. She was on Narcity. So it's like, listen, if those people are still watching this, 
feature, give money to Victoria, who is truly mm-hmm. building an empire. Can you, amazing. do you ever think about yourself? I guess this, this is my, my last question. Do you ever like, when you think about success, like, is it like, do you see yourself as being rich? Like, what is like your version of success really when you think about it? Yeah. I was talking to my business coach about this the other day and she was like, she was like, if you were successful in five years, like what would your life look like at that time? And Mm -hmm. it's not really so much about money. It's more just like, it's like working, working hard enough to better my life and other people's lives and making sure that I have the time to focus on myself and continue on the journey of personal development. So honestly, what I imagine is that I'm working like Mm -hmm. six hour Mm -hmm. days. I'm spending time out on the patio, just Mm -hmm. doing nothing, just relaxing, just breathing so that I have the time and space to continue on focusing on those things that I really want to do and being creative. That's, but like, that's so, that's really beautiful. It's really healthy. There's boundaries in that. Like, it's just like (laughs) what you're asking for is not much. I feel like that's coming your way if it's not like already knocking on the door. Like I really, again, everyone listening, all of Victoria's uh, links are down below and like run, do not walk and check them out all and support them all. I can't wait to binge your podcast and I cannot wait for the secret product that's coming out I will be the first in line to buy the first in line (laughs) to buy hopefully with all of the money I'm making from my my richness which you can check out (laughs) all the best on your journey I can't wait to see your content I'm so stoked on it I think what you're doing talking to all these different people is just amazing and I think that it's really selfless of you and that you are doing so much for everyone who's listening because they too are on this journey and maybe they want to pivot and try something different so thank you for providing these opportunities to all these different listeners oh my god well you know what we would not be here if it wasn't for you because like like I said you were the first to be like great do it this is the best and you set me up for success and and I'm just so thankful and I feel like I'm so excited we were brought together and I can't Mm -hmm. wait for you know um, for all of your successes and for you to be very rich and me on that patio with you going, don't worry about it, girl. You already worked six hours today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I've taken my heavy pants off. Yeah, our, our, yeah, now we're calling them heavy pants. Thank goodness. Um, but, uh, <laughs> my weighted pants where I, I pooned my pants. Um, now for those listening and maybe not, uh, watching, you can also check out this, uh, version of it at, um, youtube.com slash Stacey McGonigal. But do you mind listing out all of the places that people can follow you, even though the links will be down below? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So if you want to check me out on Instagram, mm-hmm. my personal handle is at Victoria underscore Coven. The creative women community handle is at creative women community. Mm-hmm. And you can check those out at victoriacoven.com or creativewomencommunity.com. They're amazing. You, Your life will be better following all of those. And um, I just wish you all the best. And um, thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Thanks.